Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. Joined in the studio this morning by Ms. Noriko Takasaki, the Security Director of Assistance Asia at International SOS. Now, they are a health and security service firm delivering customized health and security risk management solutions for over 9,000 organizations worldwide. They also help them to build inclusive workplaces that are supportive of the mental, the emotional, and the physical well-being of their employees. I like that. Just total care. Very important work. Yes. And today, Mm. we're going to focus about the gender discrimination that still happens in workplaces. Welcome, Ms. Uh, Noriko. Hi, thank you. Yes, so the first question is, why may women be still, you know, subjected to gender discrimination in workplaces? What are some examples of such discrimination against women? Sure, I think there are different, you know, reports that we see that um, women face gender disparity Mm -hmm. in terms of the financial or maybe the opportunities. And bottom line, that it's because of the um, persistence and conscious bias and then also cultural conditioning um, in terms of the what we see uh, as an example like international sister uh, supports um, international signees and travelers but in terms of opportunities that we have seen that uh, only 14 percent of the in- international signees mm. are female and wow. also in, in terms of the business travelers you know, like even though that uh, could be the fifty percent, it's about thirty to forty percent. Mm. That actually shows that there's a gender disparity in terms of the opportunity. Because when you think about it, when you want to carry a advancement, yes, yes. that those international assignments could yeah. be crucial mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get the better positions or better pay. Mm. Yeah. But I think the how that is manifesting is that there's a persistent uh, gender bias. Okay. And maybe selection process. Maybe the lack of, you know, perception of the lack of qualification. Wow. Could be I like lack that of perception of yes. the lack of qualification. <laughs> ah, yes, and yes, yes. Could be the lack of the visibility of the person. Mm. And also then the uh, lack of practical support within mm. the organization to enable the female to take those opportunities as well. And in terms of the policies or the structure yeah. that we have seen that only 18% of the travel risk policies, yeah. um, corporate ones, actually has the gender specific um, the considerations within the policies so that it might not actually cater the need of the female as well. Mm. Wow, what kind of needs are we talking about for this, uh, the, the, for the travel sort of like, a, uh, you know, uh, specifics for women? Can you share a little bit about, about that? Sure. So one example is that um, mm-hmm. we had a call into the assistance center okay. from the female executive and uh, traveling to India for the first time. Okay. Solo. Okay. And because of the reports that we see yeah. on the gender-based violence, they yeah. are, she was very worried. Yeah, of course. Of yeah, course. of course. Yeah. So the, in, in case of that, her, she had international assistance to come to check uh, whether it's a safe uh, what kind of mitigation mm. measures they need to have so that ah. we could actually s- support with her what kind of the hotels they should be checking in right. and also what kind of transportations that they do okay. or like if they're going out for dinner uh, maybe they don't take Uber hmm. or the you know like the ah. um, share services but then they maybe go with a colleague so that she can be safe as wow. well. Wow. Those are actually really yeah. good tips for yeah. anyone to take note, you know, mm. because we do have women in our lives, yeah. you know, yes. your, your spouse yeah. and things. It's just good to take note of yeah, that. Yeah, wow. definitely those information also can be a little bit more exaggerated. Mm. Of course. So mm. I think it's really important then the traveler understands the risk um, 
properly as well because mm-hmm. for the example of her she was just going for the meeting yeah. in the urban centers and the risk wasn't as high as she thought okay mm-hmm. so i think putting that into the perspective is really important yes so that she can actually be happy to take that opportunity as well that's wow. true yeah, that's oh really, my gosh really good i never point. really even thought about that but I'm, yeah yeah i can see how like you know um maybe it's not about the uh gender discrimination but in some places it's just that lack of awareness yeah, you definitely. know that companies uh, see that you know male versus female employees might approach things differently or be impacted differently by the same opportunity and yeah, definitely in this case with the executive the female executive she might not have taken on this opportunity which would which would have been great for a career advancement because she was you know concerned for her security mm. mind-blowing it is oh. we're only five minutes into our chat hey. <laughs> hey guys we're live on facebook as well so do join us there facebook.com slash 1fm913 send us any questions you may have and uh, we'll continue talking about you know some instances of gender discrimination in the workplaces that go under the radar if you have any first-hand accounts or examples yes. of these please do share them we've got the expert in the house and maybe she can help you address some of these situations as well Early on, you know, we spoke about these instances of uh, gender discrimination that go under the radar, which brings my next question. I'm very sure that, you know, all these discrimination does compromise the uh, efficiency or the productivity in a workplace. So what are the dangers of not addressing this workplace gender discrimination uh, for the workforce, for the organization? Sure. Maybe I'll address in a way of that uh, organizations who doesn't address those would be yes. missing out from the um, benefit of that diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the diverse pool of the um, employees, you know, like for example, like International SS, we do a lot of the information analysis. Mm-hmm. So having a diverse background mm-hmm. helps us to avoid groupthink, oh, one, yep. and then it leads to the better analysis, better discussions, and also that goes into the better innovation as well. And of course, like as a global um, organization, we support a different market. So if you're manufacturing or like even servicing a different um, countries or the different culture, having those backgrounds really makes sense for the organization to have a workforce so that you can actually relate to your market or your um, customers. As well, and then that then drives the profitability, right, mm. for the organisation. So that's a definitely benefit to it, mm. and for the workforce as well. That um, the it has been seen, like you know, kind of being approved of the being um, able to be there uh, mm. in a diverse um, the workforce uh, or workplace mm. actually increases the motivation, morale, mm. and then mm. it actually then leads to the um, the employee retention as well. You know, like it's really important that you have that uh, consideration for all the profiles and mm-hmm. then have the support structure that we have discussed. Mm-hmm. Then people are happy to be working with your organization and then you can actually retain the better workforce, right? Gosh, I am just appalled that, you know, amazed actually about the impact that if you have such discrimination in the workplace, mm-hmm. how it can impact, you know, the productivity, the innovation. Yes. And I can see how easy it is for companies to just fall into that comfort zone, that group thinking that yes. you speak of. So mm-hmm. hopefully with you coming on air today, we're creating more awareness that we need to really change that. Actually, Noriko, do we have any statistics on the percentages of women still reporting gender discrimination at the workplace, mm. especially here in Singapore or Asia, perhaps. I think Singapore, um, from this study, uh, has a really good track record of the um, 
perceived discrimination. Okay. I mean, compared to my own country in Japan, that uh, we do still face the different discriminations. You know, we talked yeah. about opportunities that um, that in Singapore we might not be asked. But then when I was going for the job interview yeah. as a mother, mm-hmm. that actually the I was asked that um, you know I have a child. Is it possible that you you know you can travel? Or that um, is it possible that you take, you know, long hours as well? And then Mm -hmm. that kind of the questions actually, um, you know, signifies a discrimination, right? Because then I don't think um, my interviewer will be asking the same question to a male candidate who Mm -hmm. has a child. Yeah, already the biasness is present because they're already thinking it. That's why they ask the question. Right. So how can organizations then build a culture of equality and safety for their female personnel in the workplace? Mm -hmm. Good question. <laughs> so first, I think it's really important that we acknowledge the bias. Okay. You know, we need to understand what kind of the bias or what kind of the impact the bias is having mm-hmm. on the organization. It could be just as simple things as looking at uh, the female-male ratio huh? in the different layers of the organization. That could actually tell mm-hmm. um, whether you have the good representation, not good representation, you know, they're talking about some of the oil company. Especially yeah. at the top yeah, tiers, definitely, right? Definitely, definitely. Mm. So because top and the medium, you know, like, yeah. so then we can see where the, maybe the grass um, searing is, uh, glass searing is in that organization yeah. as well. So then the ones that um, maybe they identify mm-hmm. where the gap is, mm-hmm. it could be the representation, it could be the, even the salary gaps, uh, it could be then the process and structures. Then they can create awareness that you know there could be the unconscious bias within all of us mm. in looking at the candidate, looking at um, the uh, select, selecting the right yep. person for the job, or that um, for the promotion. Mm. And then maybe to in- introduce some of the extraction system process to eliminate those um, biases. Right. I understand some of the organizations eliminate um, the nationality, mm-hmm. age, uh, and also the name that can tell uh, you know, what background of the person is to eliminate that bias and then look at the qualification itself right. as well. And then the, in terms of the different um, the structure, it could be um, having a diverse policy, you know, diversity policy mm-hmm. to make a statement within the organization that's mm-hmm. important and then to look at uh, the um, see if there's any support structures right. that should be there and one important thing is that maybe to have a right feedback system mm-hmm. you know, okay we, yeah we talked about some of the repercussions or the fears yeah. that uh, people might not be able to express. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, some companies yes. have the whistleblower policy, yes. for instance. Yeah, it's like an anonymous thing, But right? people are divided about that. Is it really yeah. anonymous? Is yeah. it going to land you in that's trouble? True. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's the important that then yeah. the, and you know, the it's ensured that it's anonymous. Mm. And then, but then it's also important that those feedbacks are going to be taken seriously. Mm, good and point. Then, yeah, as good well, point. so that people are going to be encouraged mm-hmm. to um, report or like maybe to give a suggestion yeah. as well. Okay. I can see how it's going to be like a total overhaul just by addressing, you know, gender bias discrimination in your company at your workplace. It's an overhaul because it's really about relooking at things, really being honest with what is presented in your company. But like you said, it's a good thing. It's actually a move in a very positive direction that is beneficial monetarily even to the company. Definitely. Yeah. So All right. 
Come, we have assessment later. <laughs> Great question from Willie. Uh, this is on our Facebook Live, but I'm sure he's tuning in right now. And he asks, uh, may I know how does gender discrimination in workplace, in the workplace, affect those gender neutral employees? Ah, might you have an answer to that? Yeah, definitely it's a really good question. Yeah. Um, and when we talk about diversity, it doesn't just include female mm. but it's the gender neutral individual yeah, yeah. so like even with the different uh, nationality different race because they Good have point. different risk and yeah. um, the profile as well so when we look at the travel policies when we look at the travel uh, itineraries that we definitely look at uh, those um, gender neutral people as well ah. and then definitely when we talk about the benefit of diversity that includes all the population so, yeah, it's not just talking about female diversity. We just need to take into account each and every perspective. Yeah, I mean, you guys actually do very comprehensive work, security risk management solutions for over 9,000 organizations yeah. worldwide. And it's so important for, you know, HR and decision makers and companies to be working in tandem with international yeah, SOS. Definitely, mm -hmm. definitely. So in terms of the diversity that we do have a specific uh, section dedicated to the female, mm -hmm. but also the LGBTQ plus community as well. That's amazing. So that they can see, because they have more legal uh, repercussions in the different ah. countries. So when we talk about the opportunity for travel sure. or opportunity for the international assigne you know, assignment, they are more impacted as well, mm. definitely. Wow. I mean, my eyes are really wide open from this discussion with you, Miss Noriko. Yeah. Um, I would have to, I, can I just like summarize that, that basically, you know, for whatever sort of the diversity that is happening in your company, there are definitely going to be biases, but it's all about being aware. That's definitely. the first place to start. Yeah. And yeah, consider overhauling every practice that you have in your company. Don't just make it focus on the gender biases that yeah. happen. But all in all, it's going to be great for your company. Yeah. A lot of work, but definitely great for your company. Thank you so much for everything you've shared. Yes. Thank you so much. Miss Noriko, how can people reach out to International SOS in terms of, uh, you know, tapping on your resources uh, to make sure that, the, you know, their company is aligned moving forward with some of the policies? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So we do have the website, mm -hmm. internationalsys.com. Um, we are on LinkedIn as well. And also that um, the we do have assistance centers as well. That's for the clients. But then the uh, on the website we would have the um, telephone numbers that they can reach out to as Ooh, well. Fantastic. Okay, and you don't have to be like from HR, you know, a top leader or anything. Mm -hmm. You could be an individual trying to reach out to find out, you know, mm -hmm. uh, things like which hotels are safest for women in certain districts in different countries. You've all done the research on that as well. You've got recommendations. Definitely. Wow, that's amazing. And maybe you know if you could check that uh, your companies. Yeah. A member or they subscribe to the international services ah. you have the instant uh, access wow as of today as so. of today as of i gotta yes. check i gotta go and check whether we have it yeah. this is this is such a great resource yes wow. it is yeah all righty thank you so much miss noriko takasaki yeah. it's been such a pleasure ch uh, pleasure chatting with you uh we hope our paths will cross again soon because many studies have been done by you guys hey. <laughs> thank you so much the Bright Side with Carol, Lavinia, and Shazad. Every weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m. on 1FM 91.3.